Hello, 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 and welcome to episode 238 of Beyond the Weight with Henny and Sandy. Coming to you once again from Canada. Yeah, the next time will we still be in Canada? I think we might be I, one I, more. I think we probably can squeeze another one in, yeah. Yeah, we're doing well. <laughs> but I'm coming from the hammer. Yes, and I'm in, I don't know, can I Can I call it B-Town? <laughs> B-Town, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> B-Town, well, B-Town, but the thing is, we yeah. recorded, that was the last time we recorded, was when I saw you. I was at yeah. Henny's house, so I went there on a Saturday, no traffic, it was beautiful. Boom, bang, got there. Yeah. On the way home, so I'm, like, where, what area, like, you, Mississauga Road and what, where are uh, you? And Santa Wood, so I'm in the northwest corner of Brampton. So I put myself into ways. But your brother left the same time. Did he use Waze? Or does he just do the same route home? He, I mean, he does the same route, but he doesn't use Waze. He uses the navigation in the car. Okay. But he doesn't use Waze. So I use Waze. And it does take me like these funky back routes to get to your house. However, I'm driving and I'm like, where in the world am I? And so then I'm like voice messaging Henny. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know where this is taking me, but like I am now above, I thought it was the 407, but I think it wasn't. I think, I don't know if it was the 407 or if it was the 403. I'm like, why am I like running parallel to it? I don't get it. Yeah. And so I just keep going. And next thing I know, I'm on Campbellville Road. I'm like, why am I in Campbellville? Yeah. Halton Hills Conservation Area. Yeah. It took me all the way out to Highway 6. Yeah. Why it did not take me down to the highway. I don't understand why it didn't take you down to the highway because there was no traffic. No, but here's the other thing, because you and I had been talking on the podcast about <laughs> how nice the fall leaves and how it looks so True. nice. And I think it was a conspiracy. It's all of the devices listening in. And they were like, you know what? We're going to give her more of what we're, she just said that she we're, liked. I can't. We're going to we're going to hold I, her to it. We're going to take her this way because uh, it was so beautiful. It was so beautiful to drive. Uh, but I I mean I I do know, okay, I do know <laughs> the AI is very smart. And I do know that if you look at one thing it's going yes. to suggest 500 other things and it's uh-huh. and it's going to show you that one thing a hundred yep. times. Yeah. But I cannot believe that we are talking about the beautiful fall foliage and the and <laughs> foliage. The yeah. <laughs> and it decided and Waze decided to take you a scenic route. Well, I can't believe it. But but seriously, honey, at one point I'm like, am I going to Milton? Like I literally was thinking no, it said the time. Like, did I put the wrong address in? Because I sometimes don't have my glasses on. When yeah, I'm yeah, like, yeah, okay. And it was already in my history. So, you know, I was like quickly going through. Yeah. And then I'm like, am I going to freaking Milton? Jesus, that'll be a pain. So I'm trying to think, okay, would it take me that far up? And then it's going to cut me down. But literally, yeah, came out at Highway 6. <laughs> Highway 6. I'm like, okay. I mean, Highway 6 and the 403? Up. Above oh, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you came down Highway 6. So 
Honestly. I was further up than um, Eighth Concession, which is where yeah. the wedding was. So I knew. Yeah. And I'm familiar with. Sort that. of with that area. Yeah. 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 Because it was going to take me also. There was a concert. Uh, no. Oh, it was this, uh, a man, a man-made. Um, oh, God. quarry. Yes, when I was a when I was a teenager. Emerald Lake. Yes, when I was a teenager, we used to go there drinking with it. all my friends from McDonald's. We'd be like pile in a vehicle and go to Emerald Lake. Uh, yeah, we yeah. used we used to go there with Fat Camp. Oh, it was, it was one of our trips. It was one of our daily trips. And actually, I loved it. I loved the day. With, in general, I actually really love Fat Camp. Like I call it that, which sounds like I'm making fun of it, which I kind of am. But yeah. but I really genuinely liked my time there. And I and one day of the it was a two week period. And one day we always went to Emerald Lake, and I loved it because. Yeah, because the water was so like crisp and yeah. clear and fun, and then it had these diving boards, yes. that were, like super high. Yeah, uh, and you could jump in, and like you didn't yeah. have to worry about like anything because you're jumping into a quarry, so it's so deep. Yeah. It was very fun. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, Emerald Lake. Yeah. So you were and way up there. I was way up there. And truly, <laughs> I have no idea. Never <laughs> in all of the driving I've done in the past few months while I've lived here. Have I taken that route? Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, I mean, so it, it, I mean, I looked at the time. It was like an hour and twelve minutes or something from my place to get to Brock's, and, I, and that at that time of day, I thought was reasonable. Reasonable. Yeah. Yeah, but it should have been faster. <laughs> yeah, but it, but it usually takes you the quickest route. I don't know. I, I, I know. I'm, so I'm, I'm sticking with my story. Okay. But. I I mean, you're you're probably not that off. They were like, you know what? You know what, bitch? <laughs> you are you gonna like enjoy the foliage. Them. Yeah, you're gonna enjoy them. <laughs> you're gonna take a really weird path. It's gonna take you a long time, and you're gonna love every second. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Sandy, I haven't listened to an episode of My and the Alex Breakdown in a really, really long time, mm -hmm. and. I I don't know why I looked I think I was uh hoping that there was going to be like a new episode of a podcast that I was like looking forward to listen to and so I was like in my podcast like clicking refresh 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 like waiting <laughs> okay. for this new thing to show up and then I saw um like a picture of like maybe the, like the new episode of of my and the Alex breakdown showed up and I was like oh I haven't listened to that in a long while I wonder if there's something interesting in here and so I came, so I just like scrolled down through a few, um, through a few different episodes, like of the older episodes, thinking like, I wonder if there's anything in here that like I'm particularly interested in listening to. And I came across an episode that was with Dr. Susan David. Mm -hmm. And I'm just looking to see what the title was because it's the title that made me think, oh, I should listen to that. Oh, yes. It was Build Emotional Agility, Avoid Burnout, and the Dangers of Toxic Positivity. And I thought, this sounds really like right up my alley really interesting and so I thought I'm just going to give this a little listen and I was only like 15 minutes in and I thought this this is very interesting and there's going to be things here to talk about um 
the episode itself is a little scattered. Like they they go on several between the hosts and the guests, they go on several different tangents. But each of the individual pieces that they talk about, super fascinating. I so this uh, psychologist, Dr. Susan David, she has a book that, and I think the book is called Emotional Emotional Agility. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm going to have to look the book up because I think I would be interested in reading the book. But there were so many little pieces that they talked about that I thought were, A, interesting, B, <clears throat> probably interesting to talk about, and then C, especially interesting in relation to health, wellness, weight, food, feelings around all of that, you know, et cetera. So I thought even though they don't necessarily talk about that aspect of life ever. They, the, the whole idea of emotional agility is when we're talking about, you know, how to, um, you know, experience or, you know, how to uh, enjoy and maybe like value the experience of our emotions and how to get unstuck with, with the stories that we tell ourselves and with, uh, thoughts that aren't helpful to us, you know, um, it's really applicable to all aspects of life. So they give examples within a relationship or examples at the workplace or, you know, and then I think examples related to food, activity, sleep, health and wellness altogether, like that's that's a, an area where all of these things apply. So I thought that was kind of, I thought, I thought that there would be lots of things we could say uh, today. Okay, so let me take you through a few, and then we'll chat about the quiz that I sent you. Mm-hmm. Okay, so here are a few things she says. First of all, she talks about self-compassion. And, and so she, the, the psychologist, Dr. Susan David, she says, like, she said, the thing with the term self-compassion is that we often think, like, it's a little bit a little bit woo-woo, a little bit like, you know, all right, you know, like letting yourself up passion, letting, yeah, letting yourself off the hook, giving yourself a pass, you know, and she's like, that's not at all what it is. She said, here's the best way I can describe what self-compassion is. And so she's like, you know, when you're someplace in a restaurant, at an airport, in a park, like someplace where you see families with small kids, like playing around. Mm Mm-hmm. She said, and you know, when you see like that toddler, you know, start to walk away from their parents and then you see the toddler, like look back at their parents and then look back to where they're going and keep going farther. She said like that toddler doesn't usually look back at their parents and go back to the parents. Usually they look back and then they keep going. She said the reason they do that is because they're looking, they've taken a few steps out of safety, like out of what they're like comfortable with, out of the closeness of their family. They're checking to see are mom and dad still there or grandma or grandpa or, or, you know, whoever their loved one is, are, is that person still there? And if they are, then they're brave enough, they're courageous enough and they feel confident and safe enough to keep going Mm. because they know that their support system is there. And if something were to happen, if they keep going, the support system will be there to help them. 
So she said self-compassion is when you are that self, that support system for yourself. Self-compassion okay. is when you feel confident and courageous enough to, to go out on a limb, to try something new, to, to push yourself a little bit further, but that you know that you will be there for yourself in the case that it doesn't go well. She said, okay. that's self-compassion. She said, because if you are going to, if you know yourself well enough to know that you are going to berate yourself, if something doesn't go perfectly, then you're not even going to try it. And that's where the self-compassion is, a, like that's where you're lacking in self-compassion. She said, you have to be able to trust yourself well enough to know that you're going to support yourself and build yourself up even when things go, don't go well. And I thought that was a very uh, different way of framing the idea and, and explaining like what actual useful self-compassion would be. Mm -hmm. You know, that it's not about, like you said, it's not about letting yourself off the hook. It's not about giving you a pass. It's not even about, you know, telling yourself that you don't have to try something. It's just knowing that if something goes well, you're going to be proud of yourself for it. And if something doesn't go well, you're going to give yourself whatever you need to recoup and, yeah. and, and, you know, re, uh, reorganize and, and, and sort of set yourself up to try it again. Yeah. But I mean, using, I mean, with, I guess if she has said that if you know that you that if it doesn't go well that you're going to berate yourself that you don't even try it but wouldn't that also mean that if like you you obviously only do things where you feel that you can accomplish them or you will be successful with because if you know that like if you're doubting that there may be an op a chance that you're not that you won't even take the risk like you that would take um a different mindset, right? Mm -hmm. To be able to say to yourself, okay, well, I have a 50-50 chance at this mm -hmm. and I'm willing to take that risk. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, I, but I think that's what, I think that is what she's saying, that if you, that if you have compassion for yourself, mm -hmm. then you're, you would be willing to take the 50-50 risk because you know that if it doesn't if it doesn't turn out the way that you want it to you know, you're not going to um you know put yourself down about it right okay right yeah so that you're that you are you are your own support system really mm. is what is what the the gist of it was okay so i can see that you're I'm like not a hundred percent. Yeah, buying buying the analogy. Yeah, okay, that's fair. That's fair. fair. Okay, tell me more. Okay, so that's one thing. Yeah. Um, let's see. The other thing that she said that I thought was great, and this is very similar to things that we've heard even very recently on the podcast. Um, she said our emotions are signposts of things that we care about. Mm -hmm. And so she said, you know, emotions, whether they're positive or negative, they're never, they're never bad. 
they're mm -hmm. never um, harmful even. She said, because when we feel an emotion, she said, it's just telling us that, okay, whatever this is that we're feeling an emotion about, this yeah. is something that matters to us. Yeah. yeah. And, and she really uh, focused on the idea that emotions are information, they're data. Emotions yes. give us information about ourselves and about our situation and about what's important to us and about what's going on. Right. So that none of that is new, but it's uh, um, a good reminder, I think, for some of us. Yeah. She also said that um, things can't be, okay, I'm going to save this. I'm going to save that one. There's, okay. One of the things she talked about was that sometimes we have stereotypes that we we hold for ourselves and so for example she and she said and this can be really harmful because it can turn into us um having uh sort of like a self-fulfilling prophecy where we believe something to be true about ourselves either because it's something that we've heard in the past or it's something that we've seen in in the broader society and so we've adopted that feeling for ourselves and then that can harm us in a in a variety of different ways and so one of the examples she gave was with university students if the students had been told prior to university that they might not go to university or that they would really struggle in university or that university was out of the question for them or that would be really, um, uh, you know, they, they were, that was likely not the place for them. Then when they get to university, if the, the very first time that they have some sort of a challenge, either they fail a test or they do poorly on a paper or something, then they immediately will fall back into the stereotype that they've assumed for themselves. And she said that uh, at that moment, kids who were engaged in thinking for only 10 minutes about why they were there and what they wanted to achieve by being there stayed in university three years longer than kids who didn't have that 10 minutes huh and and that that uh that 10 minute of like training and thinking about okay why am i here what do i want to accomplish why is this important to me um keeping them in school for that much longer it was it was really in relation to the kids who'd been told that they shouldn't be there. Right. You know, kids who'd been told their whole lives that they should be there when they had a test or a paper that didn't go well, it just like rolled off their shoulders and they kept on going. Hmm. And so she said there, so the other example that she gave was with the idea, with our own general idea of aging. And so she said, she asked a bunch of different questions like, um, you know, do you believe that uh, things will get worse as you age? Do you believe that you will be less um, able as you get older? Do you believe that you have less like pep in your step this year than you did last year? Like a bunch of questions like that. And, and she said the people who answer yes to all of those questions 
generally live seven and a half years uh, less than people who answer no to those questions. Huh. And so Maya Bialik, who's the host of the podcast, had answered yes to all of those questions. And, she, and so she said to the guest, she's like, are you killing me off? Like, what's <laughs> happening here? And so the explanation is that that when you believe those things, that that in turn, in many cases, impacts your decisions and your and the choices that you make. Mm. If you believe that you are less able, then you're less likely to agree to do things. Huh. You know, she said, if you believe that you are, um, you know, that you have less pep in your step, then you might be more inclined to say no to going for that walk with a friend and just stay on the couch. And she said, and, and, you know, decision after decision after decision like that, she said, ultimately can, can reduce the longevity of your life. I mean, it's, it feels extreme to say seven yeah. and a half years. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure wherever those data points come from exactly, like I'm sure it's, skewed to make it sound as extreme as possible right. but the general idea that the things that we believe to be true impact our decisions i mean i i don't think that you can argue with that no i agree I you can argue with that so another thing that she said that i thought was right up our right up your alley uh especially uh -uh. is this idea of language really mattering yeah and so she said when it comes to feelings and emotions, she said, if we say that we are those emotions, I am stressed, I am sad, I am anxious. She said, we are defining ourselves by that emotion. And she said, we're leaving zero room for us to work through the emotion, for us to like find alternatives to the emotion, mm -hmm. she said, because we're wrapping ourselves up and, and defining ourselves by it. And so she said, just a simple change in how you frame a sentence like that. And instead of saying, I am stressed to say, I'm noticing that I'm feeling stressed, feeling stressed yeah. right? I'm feeling anxious right now. I'm feeling yes. this way. She said, that way you're leaving, you're leaving a little bit of wiggle room for, for you to believe and to understand that you are feeling that way. Yeah. But that's not who you are as a person. And well, so but, you but can, can you actually be an emotion though? Is it even possible to no, be like, hi, I'm stress. <laughs> I mean, sometimes I feel like maybe I do need that on a name tag. <laughs> but no, I don't think you can. However, what you can do, I think, Sandy, is like if you identify as be like as a stressed person, then yeah. everything you do and every concept you have of yourself becomes like part like stress is a part of it. Well, it, it also because often when we are experiencing that emotion we if we say to someone i am stressed then that then we're letting other people know that to view us as a stressed out person yeah yeah instead of somebody who is just experiencing you know mm -hmm. stress because of this situation mm -hmm. so okay mm -hmm. that's uh yeah interesting yeah and once again like i i, I don't think that's something that 
we've never heard before, but, but it's that type of shift in language. We know how, how important and how valuable a little bit of a shift in language can be like that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Whether, whether that's like in our own brains or like what you're saying, you know, are how other people perceive us too. Right. I hadn't, I hadn't considered that side of it. And that is really important too, because, because I think also when you present yourself to other people like that, you're then giving them permission to. Yes. Continue to uh, also tell other people and to always just have that opinion of you yeah. which you think about in a workplace could be really detrimental right. it can be it can be with with wanting to meet someone again new friendships where people are like oh yeah but they're like they're high stress mm-hmm. like they're always stressed out like everything stresses them out because yeah. people people also like to tend to um add on to those yes. you know story like it's we've said that we're you know i'm 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 stressed. Well, any other always stressed. They're always overreacting to this. Always, you know, it's um, um, all of a sudden it's, it's, it just like you're saying, that's what everyone now, that's how they perceive us. Yeah. Yeah. And when people perceive us in a certain way, they treat us a different way too. Right. Absolutely. I think when you say that you're feeling a certain way too, I think a piece of that, that it, uh, Part of you saying that is is identifying also that it's not necessarily going to stay that way. Like right. I'm I'm feeling this right now. Yeah, yeah. Feelings you know? are fluid. Feelings yeah. are fluid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. The other thing that was a big chunk of the discussion that was the most applicable to us and and our conversation in this podcast is she had four different strategies for, um, you know, being emotionally agile and, Mm -hmm. you know, and and being able to uh, think in positive, like think in in helpful ways and and get unstuck when we're thinking in, in unhelpful ways. And so you will notice that they, that her four strategies sound really really familiar okay (laughs) so strategy number one she calls the no-brainer so the no-brainer strategy is when you switch up something in your environment so that whatever choice you end up going with is also like or the one that you the the choice that you would be best for you to go with is also the easiest one to go with Mm -hmm. i mean this is a conversation that we have had many a time in WW when we talk about like, uh, you know, eliminating friction from situations, right? Like making, making the thing that you want to do the easiest thing to do. Yes. And then it's a no brainer. You'll do it. Yes. Right. Like if what you really want to do is have a salad with dinner, but the thing that's stopping you from doing that is making the salad yeah. buy a bag salad. Yes. You know, like like yeah. make make what you want to do the easiest. Yeah. So as soon as they said that, I was like, aha, ding ding ding. I know yeah. that. Yeah. The second one is the strategy that she calls piggyback. Yeah. Really? Okay. <laughs> piggyback is when you add a new behavior yes. to an already existing habit. Okay. Also very also, familiar. Also very familiar, right? Yes. If you're already doing something, you're already in the habit of doing something and you want to build the habit, like build 
a new on, habit. Yeah. You can you can link it to, to something you're already doing and you know, it works out really well. Like yeah. so, you know, thinking of habits that you have that you know, you do all the time, like brushing your teeth at night or brushing your teeth in the morning. Mm-hmm. You know, if there's something else that you want to do that you could just connect to that, you know, like, okay, well, when I brush my teeth, I also do this. Or after I brush my teeth, then I do this, you know, yeah. and it's a an easy way to sort of build that extra habit. So that was, that was the other. The third strategy she had, also familiar, she calls pre-commitment. Hmm. Pre-commitment means that you prepare for obstacles ahead of time and you consider if-then statements so that you know how to act or react in the moment. Okay. We have created a fair number of if-then statements in our lives, right? So thinking ahead to a situation that's about to happen determining, okay, what are the problems that I might face mm-hmm. either this. in this situation or on the, on my way to achieving this goal. And yep. if this happens, then I will do this. If Correct. that happens, then I will do this. I mean, mm-hmm. makes perfect sense. Super logical. We know all about it. So then there's the fourth strategy, the fourth and final strategy. And this is a little bit new. So this one says, offset a positive vision with thoughts of potential challenges. And so her thinking here and her, the strategy here is to not just go into something thinking positively and thinking, yes, positive, I can do it. She said, you have to also go into that thing or into that event, into that situation Um, you know, heading into that goal. She said, you have to go thinking about what the potential challenges and the potential problems are going to be. You can't just go in thinking positively. And so, so this was a little bit different and I was like, okay, this is interesting. Why are we just, we're not just like talking positive to ourselves, you know, like, and so, so what she said was, she said, there's, there's a whole, apparently a whole body of research out there that says that people who only ever say positive affirmations and only ever say positive things to themselves, like, yes, like you got this, you can do this, you know, blah, 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 whatever. She said it actually tricks the brain into thinking that they've already done whatever they're like setting out to do. She said, and so she said, what happens is because there's an element in the brain that thinks like, oh, I've already achieved that. Like I've given myself so much positive reinforcement that I must have already done it, that they don't actually perform as well as people who have really thought of like who, who go into something thinking like, okay, but it's going to be tough and it's going to be a challenge and it's good. Like, and, and oh, okay. Which, which is kind of interesting. Yeah, it is. I, I can see the benefit of it, though. Like to say, okay, you know what? I've got this. I know it's not going to be easy. And I know this could happen. But you know what? I can do it. I've got the resources. I, 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 I'm on this, you know? Yeah. For sure. I but believe I believe in myself. 
But I think that piece of, I know it's going to be a challenge. I know it's not going to be easy. Like, I think that's the piece that's so important, right? And I think additionally, we want to say, okay, and it's going to be a challenge and it's going to not be easy. And when it's not easy, this is what I'm going to do. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, I think, I think that's the difficulty, right? Because she said that the problem is that when you only think positive thoughts, when you only think of the positive, she said that promotes um, a lack of resiliency. I, I, I can, I hundred percent, I think I agree with that. I, I, I can yeah. see, I can see that. And yeah. I, I do see the value with, because you, it's, if you continually are just saying, you know what, it's, you've got this, you've got this, it's good. You're, you're going to just nail it. But you also have to acknowledge that it is going to be challenging. I mean, yeah. and that there could be things that could happen. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I like yeah. that. I actually like that. I first, like- when you explained it, I thought, well, what's the difference between the if and, and then? Uh, right. Like, yeah, I think, I think the difference is that it's adding that piece of, like the positive affirmation piece, right? Like it's, it's, yeah, it's offsetting. And so she said, you offset it. So she said, you still, she's like, it's not like you, you don't have those positive things that you say to yourself, right? but, but you have to do both. So for every, for every like positive uplifting thing that you say, you also have to acknowledge that it's going to be tough or sometimes even, you know, that you, might not get there yeah you know and that and that life is going to be okay and that you'll be fine if you don't quite get there either so but where does then having plan b come into that Hmm. because i'm a big believer in plan b like okay this is really what but you know there's always like that part of me that's thinking oh but if this this like there's always pieces not always but there are sometimes pieces of things that i'm not 100 percent in control up and so I have to for myself have well if this happens then I this is where we're going to like we'll we'll do this instead or I think I think that's where that's where it comes into I think it comes in the pre-commitment strategy right in the then strategy that you think okay yes you know like I'm I'm prepared for a variety of different obstacles, whether I'm in control of those obstacles or not. Right. Right. And I have a strategy to deal with or to um, get around or get through any of those Mm -hmm. strategies. Okay. Okay. Um, Yeah. So those were her like big thinking strategies. And, and then uh, the last thing we can talk about, related to this uh related to this author and and her thinking was that she was really big on core values and like identifying what the things are that are the most important to you and making sure that you are really aligning every aspect of your life with those values and using those values in every aspect of your life. Okay. Okay. So let's, let's go into the quiz. So I sent you her little quiz. It's an emotional, um, an emotional agility quiz. And if you too, dear listeners would like to do the quiz, you can find it at susandavid.com. And it's 
pretty quick. Yeah, less <laughs> than five minutes. Yeah. And the first part of it are a bunch of questions like, uh, you know, in different scenarios, are you likely to do this or this or, and, and like, and the thing is like when I'm answering those questions, I know, like, I'm like, okay, well, if I were a better person, I would be answering like this, but I'm oh, not. So I'm okay. answering like this. Like, like I really felt like I was, you know, I, I knew that the answers I was giving, although they were honest, they did not paint me to be the most emotionally agile person. <laughs> but then there is a section in the quiz where she she has a whole list of values and she asks you to pick your top three. Uh, that was, okay, I'm going to tell you, that was really, really difficult for me. Really difficult. And I and then I picked, and I was like, that's a dumb one to pick. Why did I pick that? It doesn't make any sense. I don't even understand how that's a value, a core value. Right, right, right. Okay. Some of them were like, they're not core values. Okay. In my opinion. Yeah, okay, fair. So, like, do you was, remember uh, which ones you did well, pick? Well, I I know what I picked because I took a I screenshotted it. Oh, I, you're so smart. Because you were gonna like ask me these things. Yeah, I was. You're right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, what were the three things? Okay. That you well, picked? let's. Okay. So, I like the at the end. Your responses have been analyzed. By who? By I know, I know, and they're like, put in your email address, and we'll send you a report. So I put in my email address. They didn't send me a report. Honey, I've been no. Did you look in your stuff? I've been getting emails all day, and I can't find where I can unsubscribe because I don't want to hear from you anymore. Okay, okay. So Sandy, I also have received four emails already. None of them have my report. Oh, okay. They're yes, just like right. standard email. They're just like emails Dumb. that everyone's getting. So. If you do the, do the quiz, I'm telling, I'm talking to our listeners now, do yeah. the quiz. Cause it's, I think it's helpful to think about, but don't put your email, <laughs> don't put your email in unless you want to be spammed with emails. Yeah. Hi, Sandy Seymour. Stepping out is what helps you create a gap between the situation yeah, and, but, and your response. Yeah. But that's, I got the same. Yeah. Email. <laughs> Watch this short video. Oh, there's one here. Yeah, Unsubscribe. Bye-bye. No. Yeah. Unsub <laughs> Bye-bye. It's happening live, people. These <laughs> the emails are inappropriate. No, they're they're not inappropriate. They're just uh, not I just, what, I just what don't want, want them. No, yeah. that's not a report. You didn't ask me if you can just send me a kajillion things like I know, I know. Liar liar pencil. Oh. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> what was that? It was it was me laughing at you. It was a creepy laugh. <laughs> <laughs> okay all right so mine mine was uh my your key values okay they're dumb but no the first one's are relationships <laughs> okay belonging okay and adventure i think all of those i've i feel like if i were picking yours i might have picked those three for you okay I definitely would have picked belonging and adventure. Okay. For you. And probably relationships, I'm yeah. thinking. But there were so many. They, I like know. There, no, there was way too many, like, choices. 25 choices or something I ridiculous. Know. I would pick I three. Anyways, okay. I know. So many. Um, okay. So here's the thinking with these values. Is she said... 
you know, that we want to like that because these are the things that are the most important to us, we want to really lean on these things in all aspects of our lives. And so she said, for example, um, and this is in discussion about, she was having this conversation in a conversation about burnout. Yeah. And, um, she said, you know, she said, for example, if you go, if you don't really love your job and you go to your job every day and you're just sort of on autopilot, you're going to your job, you're just doing your thing. Like maybe you're, you're, uh, you know, paint, pacing a, a smile on your face. Cause you just got to get through it. She said that takes an enormous amount of emotional labor. It's exhausting and it's, detrimental to your health like it just it's not serving anyone um she said so if you can think about what are your values or your 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 key values yeah and how can you use those to support you in that job even if it's not a job that you love Mm. it at least can bring some value to what you're doing or some meaning to your what you're doing or some enjoyment to what you're doing because there's a part of it that is important to you. Okay. You know? And so she gave an example of like someone working at like a hotel reception. She said, maybe they're working at a hotel reception. It's a, it's the job that they have. They don't really love it. They get really annoyed with, you know, people calling the front desk, whatever she said. But if relationship is really important to them, then, you know, how can they use that to, you know, enjoy the job that they're doing more? Like maybe they go, you know, maybe they think, okay, every time someone phones the front desk, this is an opportunity for me to, you know, have a little relationship or build a little relationship with someone, you right. know, learn something about someone or, or make someone's day or, you know, like, and she said, and then all of a sudden it's, it turns the job around a little bit. Not that it's going to make something that you hate doing into something that you love doing. Not mm. that, you know, like it, but at least it, it, um, maybe flips the way you're thinking about something or turns the way that you're thinking about something a little bit. Okay and makes it more valuable to you, okay. which I think is a helpful way of thinking. Like, and I was thinking about this conversation in relation to uh, talks that we had ages and ages ago in WW, thinking about, you know, like if you, like if you were thinking about these three like key values that you pick for yourself, you know, how can you bring those three key values into your weight loss and weight management and health and wellness like journey, you know, like mm. if adventure is what you really value, then it would make sense for you to make a big portion of your wellness journey adventures, whether that's physical adventure or, you know, adventures in the kitchen or, right. you know, like, like the, that adventure piece would be really like, that's a valuable way to, for you to approach what you're doing because it's something that's already important to you. Right. Okay. You buy that? Yeah, I buy it. I buy it. Um, okay. What were the three that I picked? I, I should have taken a screenshot. I can't remember. Okay. I picked, I remember that I picked autonomy. Okay. 
I picked responsibility. Okay. And I think the third one that I picked was, I think I picked confidence. I said very confidently. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. I know for sure I picked autonomy and I picked responsibility. Okay. And I think, oh no, you know what? I was going to pick confidence and then I changed it. And the third one that I picked was listening. Okay. Yeah, that that would have been a good one for me because you know I had a thing about people who don't listen. <laughs> that really, would have been a good one for you too. It really rots my crotch a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah cannot be friends with you yeah. if you don't yeah but yeah so those are those are the ones that I picked I mean immediately when I was reading the little descriptions of them immediately when I read responsibility I thought that descriptions it, of them yeah so if you click on the little word it gives a oh little no I didn't know that so oh, I just okay. So, oh, so, Sandy, okay, so I'm going to give you, I'm going to, never mind my, listening, but if you don't read, it's okay. You don't read the so, instructions. So my three words, I picked responsibility. Oh, responsibility is the, the value that I have is making and carrying out decisions in a dependable way. Oh, yes. Okay. Right. I mm -hmm. mean, that's me. The second one I picked was autonomy and autonomy is to be self-determined and independent. Yeah also me and then the third one was listening yeah, but Penny, they didn't ask you what you are they asked you what was one of your key that is true what is what is important to, to you correct to me. yeah but i think i think autonomy like i think the idea of being independent and being um self-determined i think that has played like i think that has been something that has been extremely important to me for for my life yeah but you and Is you it, do find that in your work because yeah. you're you know nobody's coming to check on you no no nor do i want them to you know but but it doesn't mean that they shouldn't be for some people well, <laughs> from some you teachers are, but you are 100 percent right well and that's the thing too like with this like with the value with the value of autonomy like like i value that in other people too like i yeah. I want people to be self-determined and independent. Like yeah. I, I, and so this is the thing too, like, and it was interesting to hear the host of the podcast talk about the three that, that, that she had picked because it doesn't necessarily, it's not necessarily a, a good quality or a bad quality. Right. In fact, I think most of them are both. Yeah. Right. Because she picked generosity as one of hers okay. and the, the, ho the guest right away said, oh, that's lovely. And she was like, yeah, but it's not uncomplicated. Like she said, sometimes I'm generous to a fault. Like I'm giving too much of myself yeah. to other people, you know, yeah. like, and so, and I feel that way with autonomy. Like I think there is value yes. in wanting to be self-determined and wanting to be independent and and expecting that of other people i also think that sometimes there's difficulty with that too right because yeah, for sure. because like we talked about last week you know you there there needs to and two weeks ago there needs to be a little bit of everyone there needs to be a little bit of well there also needs not everybody can 
function the same at the same level, mm-hmm. but they have the autonomy to do, but they don't do. Yes. Right. And so that's yes. a problem. Yes. That is a problem. And and so you and yeah. you need you're right. You need to have a balance. There needs to be the yeah. right. There balance. needs to be a balance. Yeah. 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 And sometimes I know that I'm not as balanced as I should be. Right. Particularly in that area. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I mean, we all are in different aspects of our life. For sure. For sure. So, and then the third word that I picked was listening. And listening says to actively and accurately hear or sense another's thoughts and feelings. Yeah. And I think for me, that's a, that's very, very important. Yeah. Read the room. Yeah. (laughs) Read the room. Yeah. So yeah. your words that you picked, yeah, Tell adventure, me now. yeah, says to have new and exciting experiences, mm-hmm. relationships to experience connection with others, yeah, and belonging to have someone or a group to share things with on a day-to-day basis. Yeah, no, I mean, I mean, those, those words are right for you. I think they they are right for me. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, just, I mean, just like we were just saying that you do have need to have a balance because if you have too, if you rely too much on that, then you find yourself in a situation where you don't have it and you don't know how to operate. <laughs> like, yeah, right. Um, exactly. But, yeah, but I do know that like those things, those things are important to me, and they do bring me happiness like I know I'm happier when I can be in situations where one I mean if all three of them are there I mean that's the trifecta you know it's like (laughs) that's a good day and so you do you do because you can be adventurous by trying new things and all but you also can belong because it's with it's a group activity so Mm-hmm. You do have that. Absolutely. Well, and that's the thing. And that's the one thing that she said, too, is she said, like, these, you know, think about these values across your life, right? Yeah. Like, so, like, if you pick relationships, for example, that doesn't just mean that you value having a romantic relationship. That no. means you value familial relationships. You value yeah. friendships. You value relationships with doctors yeah with 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 my chiropractor yeah all the people you interact with like my therapist (laughs) especially especially her (laughs) you know and so so I wonder if like in I don't know I I do you feel like those if you think of relationships belonging and adventure do you feel like those values have shown up more in your life or less in your life in different times of your life or do you feel like pretty consistently those things were either there or important to you or I think that they uh, I I would say the adventure part was not there until maybe like 15 years 13 years ago right, right. that's a relatively recent. that's a new that's a new one yeah. the other things i would say have always been important certainly a sense of belonging has always really been and have always felt like i was on the 
like the the perimeter you know what i mean it was like on the outskirts of things and a lot of it had to do with um self-esteem confidence body image my weight like all of those things were that 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 affected that feeling of never really belonging it's funny because it's interesting how this i I'm always thinking about weight, right? And and it's funny how that part of you caused you to f- to feel like something was so important and for me it was it caused me to think something entirely different was important because I cuz while you say and I don't want to put words into your mouth but what I mm-hmm. think I'm hearing you say is you know that 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 part of part of what made belonging so important to you was because you, as a result of your weight, you felt like you didn't belong. Yeah. And so belonging became especially important to you. Mm-hmm. And whereas for me, I feel like autonomy is maybe connected to my weight that in that, because I, because I always carried extra weight, I felt like I had to be especially independent and especially self-determined and especially on top of my own shit because I needed to prove to other people that I, that I could do it. Yeah. You know? And so like, it's like we went to completely different places from the same spot. Yeah. You well, know? We, like, exactly. Where I was just continuing to try and find a way in and you determined that you weren't going to be able to do that, but you were going to do something differently. That's so it. That, that, yeah. Right? Like, it's just, it's really fascinating to me how. Yeah. You were a good student, though. I, I was not a good student. So, and, I, and so like, if that had. I, I think so. Like, I think yeah. it's other, of course, it, of course, it's all these other pieces, right? Yeah. And like, and I think my the my family dynamic yes um also influenced my focus on autonomy and responsibility because because I felt that that was important you know in in my family right because of you know because of the way that my parents worked because of all of the kids that that yeah. there were in the household and you know like that sort of stuff yeah. so so I mean of course like all that stuff builds together and I think yeah. that's it right like you you latch on to the strengths that you have yeah. and hopefully you 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 use those to your advantage right mm-hmm. and i think that i think that's probably part of the reason that relationships is such a key value for you because you're so good at connecting with people mm. you know where whereas for me you know i i approached and approach things differently. Like I'm not to say that I can't make connections with people, but I, I mean, you're much better at it than I am. Mm. I've gotten better at it though. Mm. Since the weight's gone. That's the difference. Yeah. It's yeah. Okay. Because you're more likely to, because you're more likely to put yourself out. For sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, sometimes I guess we all say to, oh, like it's when you get older, this and that. I'm not sure. If, I, I'm not sure if that's that's it. I, I maybe it's 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 it, I don't think it's the age. I, what I actually think it is, is when you 
are open to learning more about yourself mm-hmm. and about the things that you need, the things that you'll tolerate, like the the um, the lines you'll draw on the sand that be mm-hmm. you know that at different points you didn't do or felt you couldn't do. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure that that really has to do with age. Maybe ex- maybe some experience, maybe a little bit of that. But I think. You can still, I, I think about even my mom who still struggles with the same shyness and insecurity and everything that she's always had. So age hasn't really no. made that any better, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you have to, I think, is a combination of those yeah. things. Yeah. But I, I mean, yeah. I mean, honestly, I got married the first time because he asked and I was like, well, if I say, if I say no, then that's it. But if I say yes, I can change my mind. And I didn't change my mind. I got married, but then I got divorced. So, so you did eventually change your mind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, and I wonder if that, but I wonder if that's, you know, a part, well, I mean, I guess that's part of the belonging, right? Like the, the real desire for belonging yeah you know that marriage certainly is feels like the epitome of that yeah you know that at least you belong with someone yeah you know yeah and I mean I guess it's just another example of how something can be both a great asset and sometimes a a, a, I don't want to say a fault but like yeah, sometimes a, a a challenge in our in our well being. Yeah. 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 Anyway, it was yeah, it was just a it was, you know what I think I really appreciated about this woman was, that, although the ideas she was talking about were, the same, kinds of things, she had a lot of like different things to say about it. Right. You know, yeah, um, yeah, I because of course, like we've looked at other tests that have like values that you have to like pick words, yeah, and, you know, like we've done things like this before, but but something about the way that she positioned things felt a little bit different, mm-hmm. and uh, but and then uh, honestly, like I giggled to myself a couple of times when she was going through her like four strategies, and I was like, oh my goodness, these. These sound like, you know, like the if then statements and the piggybacking of the yep. habits, you know, like I was like, ah, oh, these, this is, this is not new information. No, <laughs> no, but really, I really liked it. So yeah. I think I would, maybe I'll post the list of all of the values okay. on Instagram and we'll have, we'll ask people like to, to pick, like to pick their their top value, like the thing that is the most important to them and see, yeah. see what people say. And see what people say. I oh, know. I think that's good. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Well, Sandy, what a, what a fun time oh, on a, sense. on a, another late evening recording session, it but uh, I feel like we've been fairly chipper. I think people would be hard pressed to tell that we're both about to fall asleep. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and, and it's, and people it's, it's eight fifty nine. <laughs> 
<laughs> okay, but like it's 30 <laughs> minutes from bedtime. So <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. Oh my goodness. All right, Sandy. Well, thanks for the chat. Thank you, my friend. And, and to all the of those who listen, thank you so much. And and to everyone who does follow us on, on social media and interacts with us there also. It's always fun to it's always fun to uh see what you're what you're saying and commenting and posting and and uh you know, asking us about. So, so keep doing that. Please, please. And uh, we will chat with you next week. All righty. Okay. Well, good night. Have a good sleep. You too. All right. Bye. Yeah, bye.